Putting God in control of your life and situations is so important. But we have to take steps of faith by going into the world and doing what God tells us to do. Join the messengers today to find out how we can walk out our faith to go and do. Well, hello everyone. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are, of course... The Messengers! Thought I'd <laughs> put a little pause in there, maybe. To Dramatic pause. Yeah, see yeah. if we could throw them off. Maybe we're going to add a dun-dun-dun <laughs> afterward. <laughs> All right. But today we are we are back. It's been uh, it's been a while. We've had some uh, some ups and downs and some uh, setbacks, but we are ready for a new show today. This is one we uh, we're hoping to get through uh, the week after we did our last episode. But like I said, it's been a while. <laughs> but so, if they're on the website, they don't really know. Right. But we've missed you guys. We have <laughs> yeah. missed you. So we hope to uh, yes. uh, have yet another uh, spirit filled. Uh, episode. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. So I'm going to let in- Trisha introduce what's going on here. <laughs> All what right. today's episode is about. So today's episode is called God is in control, but you must walk it out. Right. We did our last show where we talked about how God is in control. You need to put God in control of your life and let him handle your cares and worries. We talked about that. Right. And we need to trust him with our problems. And we talked about how we need to ask God to take control. And we offer up our situations by laying them on his altar. Right. So those are some things that we we need to ask. It's always important to ask Mm -hmm. God. You need to ask with your words out loud. That's very important. That doesn't mean you have to scream it out loud. No, no. But audible, you know, just a regular. Even even under your breath. (laughs) It's just asking. And it's not wrong to ask in your spirit. You right. know, if you're praying quietly to yourself, if you can't ask out loud, um, that that is fine too. God sees your heart. Right. But it's important for you to hear your own words. It builds your faith. And it's also important because the devil can hear your words. He can't read your thoughts. Exactly. So when you take a stand and say, God, I ask you to be in control of my life. That's a, a big step, and it's something that you're laying down a line kind of saying, this is where I am with God. This is what I, you know, give you, God. This is what I ask from you, God. And, and that just kind of lays that foundation. Yes, that's very, very true. <laughs> Thank you. See, I have truth, too. Right. Yep. <laughs> so we also talked about submit and control and offer. Those are some of the main things we talked about last time. Right. So, so if, you, if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. Yeah. It's a great episode. If I do say so myself. Well, you should because it was good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> very spirit-filled as well, too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So this is all very true and important, but it doesn't end there. We need to trust God, but we can't just throw our prayers up to God and walk away. That's just not how He works. He uses us to solve our problems. It's such an an amazing thing how he does it. He doesn't always just do something if we ask him to. He doesn't right. always. And it's important that it works that way because he needs us to do the things so that it builds our faith. Right. If he just did everything for us, then we wouldn't have a place to start from. Exactly. Right? That's right. 
So he can do everything. I mean, we're not saying that he's limited, but... Well, God is limited to a degree. That's true. On this earth. Uh, he gave all authority over to, to Adam and Eve, and we still have that authority, although Adam and Eve, when they fell, they gave the authority over to Satan. That's true. But God has is limited as far as what he can do here. And I know that that's probably going to be something that a lot of people are going to disagree with, but he has limited himself. Yes, to, because he gave us free will. Right. So that that's something that we want to make sure that, that everybody knows. You know, God doesn't just do it. God doesn't cause all these things to happen. No. Uh, uh, God can't stop someone from doing their free will and going out and murdering someone or going out and causing something to happen. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, he can work in those areas to keep other people safe sometimes, but right. he still is limited in areas. And Very much so. But in this case, we're talking about he can do things like work extensive miracles in your life. And he can, but many times, usually we have to work through a situation to change it and to take place. Right. God will open doors for us, but it is important to remember he will not pull us through them. Which goes back to free will. Yeah. You know. You can you can have somebody open the door for you, like, you know, Shivor, you know, the guy yeah. who opens the door for the woman. But he doesn't pull her through that door. She has to, to walk through that herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the same way with God. He's a gentleman, just like, you know, the chivalry type thing. He, uh-huh. He's a gentleman. He will not force somebody to do something that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But he will give them the opportunity to do that. That's right. To do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's, it's it, essentially, it's up to us to do the right thing. God can put those puzzle pieces together to kind of give us kind of the outline of what the picture is, what we need to do. Right. But we're the only ones that have those, those other, those puzzle pieces that are missing mm-hmm. to put it into place to see the full picture. That's right. So if we don't walk through that door, we can't get those puzzle pieces into the puzzle. I don't know if that's kind of a strange analogy, but <laughs> a, you know, a lot of times when you look at it, when you, when you talk about a puzzle, it makes things a lot easier to understand, I think. Yeah. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> Everybody learns differently, and we're finding that out. <laughs> and and it's very, it very so. well could be that I've just confused thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> what is a puzzle going to do? <laughs> but, you know, if you really look at it uh, in, in essence of, of free will, in essence of us doing what we're supposed to do, uh, in essence of walking through that door and, and, and receiving what God has for us. Yeah. You know, like I said, he's not going to force us to do it. Mm-hmm. But if we free, freely do it on ourselves to receive, then, then God will bless us. Yes. So. Yes, he will. And we need to just trust. Right. That he's working on our behalf. Yeah. It's kind of just an area of trust and we... We'll have some new episodes about trust coming up Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. It's, it's been a great series at our Sunday school. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I, I really think it's, it's a lot, blessed a lot of people. So I think it's going to bless a lot more people. <laughs> yes. Amen. So we need to walk it out, which is what we've talking about. And right. that entails going and doing. Right. You know, when our pastor first came to our church, he heard from God the words, Say, do, and go. And in almost every one of my journal entries, I usually write in a journal, um, usually every day. 
and I write to God what I think and feel, what's happening, you know, what's in my heart, and then He will speak back to me, and I will write down what He says. This is not an audible voice, but it's something in my spirit, and it's just, it's words that I hear in that still small voice. So I write those down, and at the end of almost every one of them, it says, go and do. Mm -hmm. So that is my... Mantra. Yeah. (laughs) That is what he is saying to all of us. Go and do. But here are some ways that we can accomplish that. We may not all know how to go and do or where to go or what to do. Right. So let's look at a couple of these. Uh, The first thing we're going to look at is praying. Mm -hmm. You know, praying is a very vital part of a Christian life. Yes, it is. And most of these that we're looking, that we're going to be, or all these that we're really looking at are going to be vital parts of understanding how to go and do. Yes. So the first one, like I said, is praying. Um, the next one is going to be... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's just go into prayer a little bit. Okay. Um, praying is basically just talking to God. You don't have to have these huge lofty prayers. You can if that's what you want to do, if that mm-hmm. comes from your spirit. But basically, it's just talking to God. Hey, God, this is what I think. You know, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you've done. Thanking him is a big part of prayer. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to clear to let you know what praying is really about. Right. And then if you know, if you have the Holy Spirit, then there's also praying in tongues that we're not going to go too deep into. But that's a great way to really get into a deeper relationship with him. You're not going to understand what you're saying, but if you will pray for interpretation, a lot of times the the Lord will give you the interpretations Mm -hmm. of what you're praying about. But when you're praying in tongues and you're praying in this new prayer language, your spirit knows what exactly what to pray for, exactly how to pray, who to pray for, what to do, what to do. Mm -hmm. So your spirit really knows it's your spirit talking to God. So it's your spirit to spirit. Yeah. And it allows you to, a lot of times when I'm praying in tongues, it will allow me to understand what I'm in the future for praying for somebody. So mm-hmm. like, um, I know there was this one time when I was praying and uh, I, found, I was uh, out of going, going home from work one day, walking. I've got where I work at, we have a long walk to get to our cars. <laughs> so, you know, I was praying in tongues most of that day. And then uh, the Holy Spirit just, I saw this guy walking. I've seen him there before. And, but as I was walking to my car, the Holy Spirit just said, go pray for this guy's knee. And I could tell that the guy was, was, was limping a little bit. And, but I didn't know what was going on. So I just said, Hey, I walked up to him and I said, I know, I don't know you, but I don't know where your uh, walk is with, with the Lord, but the Holy Spirit just told me, come over here and pray for your knee. And it freaked him out a little bit. You know, he took a step back and I said, so what's going on with your knee? And he told me that he had been having problems since he had played football in high school. And he was, he was older. He was probably in his, uh, uh, not old, old, but probably (laughs) forties, you know, like like me, (laughs) I'm not old. (laughs) I don't think of myself that way, but you know, it was interesting because he wouldn't allow me to pray. He said he had a relationship with the Lord, but he wouldn't allow me to pray because I think he was a little freaked out yeah. because I was kind of reading his mail. <sighs> and, 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 and you know, I, I didn't want it to be that way, but the Holy Spirit told me to do it. So I, I hesitated in the beginning, but then I finally went over there and right before, as he got to his automobile, uh, I spoke with him and he said, no, I, I got to go home. Sorry. 
I'm like, wow, you yeah. wouldn't want somebody to pray for you. That, that's you have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. but you know the Holy Spirit. You know, if if I hadn't have listened, then you know that could have been a missed opportunity for me, and that's and right. it was kind of a missed opportunity. But I followed through what the Holy Spirit was saying. Well, and you planted seeds, right? You know, where someone can come along and say. You know, next time someone says, hey, can I pray for your knee? He may be like, well, I must need prayer for my knee. (laughs) But, you know, I think if I would have originally when I first heard the Holy Spirit uh, say that, if I would have gone over there immediately, we would have had a longer time of walking. And I I think I I may have been able to have allowed allowed myself to pray for him, for his knee. But I prayed for him regardless. But, you know, I haven't seen the guy since. And because the place I work at is huge, it's thousands and thousands of people that work out there so but anyway praying back to that praying is a big vital part of of being able to go and do yes now the next thing we're going to look at is also has to do with uh praying but it's not only when we pray but we need to be listening to what god says that's right see if i had been if i had been praying in the holy spirit and not listening and and heard the holy spirit told me to go over there and pray for that gentleman's knee Mm -hmm. um i would never have known Mm -hmm. i would never have known you know i saw the guy limping but i wasn't even thinking you know i was i was thinking oh i'm praying in the spirit Uh but you know we have to be praying we have but we also have to be listening that's right so that's a very important part right sometimes you know you hear i've heard several people say this that There'll be people that are just praying and praying and praying, talking and talking and talking, you know. And then they're like, why, God, aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you saying anything? I can't hear you. I don't understand. And he's like, just be quiet. You know, I can't get a word in edgewise. Right. <laughs> so. I am talking to, just, to you, but you're not listening. That's right. So. You, you need to slow down and take time and just listen. And you, he will make himself known to you. Exactly. All right, so the first thing we talked about was praying. The next thing we talked about was listening. And then this goes along with my story about the gentleman with the knee obeying. You know, if I hadn't been listening, I wouldn't have known to to go pray for him. So, Uh I, I, like I said, I hesitated, but then I went. But I did obey. So I went and, and, you know, the guy didn't Uh want me to pray for his knee. But the fact is, I I did. I was praying. Uh I was listening. Mm -hmm. And then I did obey. Mm -hmm. Hesitantly. <laughs> but. <laughs> but, you know, God honored that. Right. God rewarded that for you. And he, right. and that boosted your confidence. Even though the guy didn't want prayer, you were like, hey, I went up to this guy and I did my part. And, and you felt like you had heard from God. And you, I don't know, did you feel just kind of like a victory? Like, okay, I was able to do that. I was able to get out of my comfort zone right. and do something that God asked me to do. You know, I did feel the, you know, I did feel the victory, but the mm-hmm. fact is, you know, every time I pray and and I hear from the Holy Spirit, even just hearing from the Holy Spirit, if I don't go and and I'm not able to do it, uh-huh. I have the victory in my heart. Yeah. I have the victory in my spirit that I you know, so many people don't hear from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, they pray and pray and pray and they don't stop. And Either that or they pray and pray and pray, and they haven't received the filling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That is the, that is the most important thing. You, you, you yes, know, you receive is. the Holy Spirit when you're born again, when you mm-hmm. believe, but mm-hmm. you must receive the filling of the Holy Spirit as a separate act. Yeah. That's where your power comes in. Right. Yeah. All right. So praying, listening, <laughs> obeying, and the next thing 
is asking God for what you need. Right. And that may fall under praying, but we put it as a separate category because sometimes praying is asking God for things that other people need or for things that you may want that your heart desires. And that's not wrong as long as it lines up with the Word of God. Right. But sometimes we need to just pray for what we need for our finances. And like we said in the beginning, asking God is so important. Mm -hmm. And you ask and you shall... Receive. Thank you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Right. And so if you haven't heard our, our series on Ask, Seek, and Knock, mm-hmm. there's three, there's, there's actually, there's more than three episodes. Yeah. But, you know, there's a couple of them. We had parts one and two, and I think, was there a part three? No, I can't remember anyway. I can't remember but anyway. go back and listen to those because those will fill you in more about asking and seeking and knocking. Yeah. About the scripture behind that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very important that we go and ask God for the things that we need. Even though we know that God already knows our needs before we even have them, Mm -hmm. it's important for you to take that step of faith and say, you know, Lord, this is something I need. Even if it's for salvation, especially God, I just ask for you to come into my heart and I, you're open, you're leaving yourself open and you're asking. And that's something that I just feel is very important to God. Very important. Absolutely. So not only do we need to do, not only do we need to be asking, we also need to be trusting. Yes. So this is another another aspect that we, as believers, uh, fall short in a lot of times because we like to say, "Don't worry, God, I got this." Yeah. You know? <laughs> and when we start having that kind of attitude, you know, we start failing. That's right. You know, we we start uh, trying to do things on our own, and it just doesn't work it may seem like it's working in the beginning and you know sometimes it may work but generally uh it falls short it it fails and we go back and say okay that's what i did and that's why trisha wrote this new book that's coming out the new book is called okay god let's start from here Mm -hmm. you know we have to start over and when we have to start over we have to start trusting again and he will meet us wherever we are so you don't have to fall all the way back to square one. If you're on square 10 and you went to square 12, but you came back to square 10, then he will meet you there. Right. You know? So then you can take your next step to square 11. Yes. And keep going. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like, like, like Trisha did, you know, I like to, I go up a lot of stairs every day. And a lot of times <laughs> I like to skip stairs because I like to get there faster. And there's, there's just some people that like to do that. But, you know, you can't skip steps with God. That's right. You can't do that because you'll miss something. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that one, if you skip that one step, you're probably missing out on something big you need to know to get to the next step. So if you're trying to skip steps and get there faster, then, you know, you've got to do it in God's timing. You can't do it in your own timing. That's right. Because you fail, you fall, and you won't be able to succeed. Mm-hmm. So I hope that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's a really good analogy. Right. I understand that very well. All right, so that was trusting. The next thing we're going to look at is, of course, reading the Bible. That's right. I mean, that is the inspired Word of God. It is full of life. And as you read it, 
a lot of times when I first started reading, I didn't understand what a lot of the stuff meant. Mm -hmm. But you keep going back and reading and you keep going back and praying and you keep going back and trusting Mm -hmm. and you keep going back and God reveals more and more to you. You're not going to probably get it the first time you read it. Unless you have somebody explaining it to you, like a pastor or a friend that, that has gone through something that mm-hmm. that is going like you, you may go through and say, you know, John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Right. You know, some people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times Jesus gave analogies and gave these different parables that people didn't understand a lot of times his his uh his uh his disciples disciples didn't understand you look at john 14 jesus says hey i'm going someplace and you guys are going to go with me and they're like well we don't know where you're going (laughs) just a couple lines down he says you've you've seen you've seen the father if you've seen me that well let us see the father so we believe <laughs> oh my goodness they, they, they just didn't jesus had to be so frustrated yeah. at times it's like but, really guys <laughs> right but he loved and that was what that's, he was all about. So mm-hmm. he didn't show frustration. Yeah. Uh, he, he showed uh, righteous anger. That's right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he did. Yeah. So anyway, reading the Bible is a huge part of, of growing and knowing and being able to, to go and do out mm-hmm. in this world. And another part, just to add on to that reading the Bible, you can read the Bible 10 times. You can read the same verse 10 times and and all of a sudden it'll just click right we call that your aha moment yes (laughs) aha that's what it means and god will or the holy spirit or whoever will just reveal it to you and it makes more sense than than the other 10 15 40 times (laughs) yeah yeah you know i've had those so many times yeah and you know sometimes even the same verse can be aha moments for different time for different situations in your right. life right it can mean something for this situation but then on down the road later it can mean something different for the situation that you're in in that time so it's always always good to go back and read through your bible very very true all right so let's look at our next point we're going to be we're going to be talking about listening to other teachers pastors people who have our best interest at heart. And that is an important thing because you can listen to other pastors, teachers, and preachers, but they don't always have your best interest at heart. That's right. So you need to find a, a not only a church that has your best interest at heart, but other people. Yes. You know, you can have, you, you may have had friends and when you became a believer, you know, they don't want to be your friend anymore because yeah. you're a believer <sighs> or they still be your friend, but they don't want, they don't want you talking about Jesus or anything. You know, you've got to be that person that has their best interest at heart at that point. What you need to do is you need to find somebody that is willing to like disciple you, you men- yes. mentor you, disciple you. Yes. You know, because when you first make that decision, you know, you don't know much. of You don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, so you need to learn who you are in Christ. You need to be able to find out what the Bible says you can do, what the Bible says you are, who the Bible says you are. And this new life that you are going to be leading, you need to find out better how to uh, live it. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be able to do that unless you read the Bible and you are and you have somebody there that is able to explain the questions you have. Yes. So that's very important. Yes. So, but once you get to that point, and when you're learning and you're 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 basking in the glory of what <laughs> God has shown you, yeah. and you've done this for for a while. Uh, or done this for just a short time, 
the last point we're going to look at is sharing the gospel. Yes. Because you don't want other people to miss out on this either. Right. And we get so excited when we get to share the gospel with somebody. And then when even if they don't receive at that point, you right. plant a seed. That's right. But when they do receive, it's it's just amazing. I know there, there was this one time that we were out. We were coming home from sharing the gospel. We had gone into this one prison. And on our way home, we stopped by and got some food at this place. And I just felt I needed to share the gospel with these two teenagers that were behind us. So I started talking to them and sharing about what Jesus had done in my life. And I had asked them if they had ever received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And the girl's like, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you know where you're going when you die? Well, of course I do. My father's the worship leader. I said, oh, great. So what does the Bible say? And I, and I always like to challenge them because to, to find out what the Bible says about how to receive Jesus. And so I asked her, what did you do to receive Jesus? Oh, my dad's the gospel, the, the worship leader. I said, yeah, but what have you done to receive Jesus? What does the Bible say you must do? And she had no idea. She was, yeah. she was following on the fact that her father was a worship leader. Therefore, she was going to get into heaven. So I had to backtrack on her a little bit. Yeah. And I had to share with her Romans 10 verses 9 through 10, as we always, you know, we always share. You must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. And, but you, you, you have to, to believe it. You have to make a heart confession. Yeah. And she had not done that. And she still had not done that that night. But I had, but I encouraged her and I planned that seed about what the word says you need to do. Uh-huh. So when you share the gospel with somebody and they say, yeah, I, I'm a believer. Well, that's great. What did you do is, yeah. is what I like to always challenge them with because they don't just because they say they're a believer. They you know, maybe that means they go to church once or twice a year. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that they're a believer unless they really, truly have uh, confessed with their mouth and believed in the heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's right. And they've had a, a, mm-hmm. a heart change. That's right. Uh, that, that's that's not just because they say they do that doesn't mean they're a believer. So it's awesome, you know, and that's not for everybody to do in the beginning, but we, we used to go out and street witness and do this, these kind of things. And, you know, you, you meet different types of people out there. Yes, you do. (laughs) So it's, it's really interesting. Just to kind of recap the points we just talked about was praying, listening, obeying, asking God for what we need, Trusting, reading the Bible, listening to other teachers, pastors, and people who have our best interests at heart. And the last point was sharing the gospel. Amen. You do that so well. (laughs) (laughs) I've been classically trained. No, I haven't been classically trained. (laughs) So these were just a few ways that we can offer ourselves to God and build our faith. Yeah, there are many other ways, I'm sure. So if yes. we would like to hear from you. So any other ways that you guys can uh, have built your faith in this way. Yeah. So go to our website, themessengersradio.com. Click on that contact button and fill it out and email it. And that'll go to both Trisha and myself. Or you can go to our Facebook page. It would be yes. facebook.com what, backslash, no, forward slash messengersradio. Leave the off but Messengers Radio, or go to our Twitter, at Messengers Radio, and, and let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yes, we would. Just an interesting example that we have found that's true in our lives. 
we found that if you need a healing in your body in a mm -hmm. certain area, if you pray for someone else who has that same problems, a lot of times you get that healing also. God is able to work in your life, but you have to do it not praying for them, expecting your own healing. Mm -hmm. You pray for them out of your heart and you look into their lives and pray over them, speak over them, then God is able to work into your life. Right. And a lot of, a lot of times that's what you're doing is you're taking your focus off of the sickness that's occur that's coming against you yes. and you're putting your focus on mm -hmm. someone else. You're you're taking the self-centeredness off. You know, yes. a lot of, a lot of times we are self-centered uh -huh. and I am self-centered a lot. But you know what? When I take my mind and my focus off of the things that are going on and I put it on something else that is for the kingdom. Yes. You know, you being healed, you need to be healed for the kingdom right. to be able to go out and do the work of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But you need to take your focus off the things that are attacking you, but you also need to take authority over those things. So it's, it's, it's kind of a two-way street, but, but when, you, when you take your focus off of what's going on, you put it on someone else mm -hmm. uh, for the healing for them. And it may not be for the same, same sickness. Right. It can be for the same sickness, yeah. whatever's going on or whatever's happening in your life. But when you take your focus off yourself, and you put on someone else that that is that is what that that is true love you know mm -hmm. yes it is so we need to trust god through our situation as he leads us when we're able to accomplish his plans for us it builds our faith and that's what we've been talking about we in turn can then rehearse our victories and we have a whole program on that so that series on rehearsing your victories is really, really uh, important, I think. Uh, we talked about it at church. We talked about it at Sunday school. We even put a board up about rehearsing your victories. And we had people write down victories on like these little cards. And we think it's important that we share our victories with other people because there's other people that are maybe going through what you've gone through. And you've come out on the other side. And you said, this is how I did it. This is how God worked through me. Yeah. And those victories can help other people in so many ways. It is awesome. It's amazing. And that's part of your testimony. And that's, yeah. that's important too. So like we said, if God did everything for us, we would have no reason to trust or have any faith at all. Right. We'd just be mindless robots, huh? That's right. <laughs> we would not feel victorious about anything if we did nothing. Right. Which is not good. You need to have confidence and... Charisma. <laughs> and jazz hand. No, not jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you need to, to feel victorious and to, to build your faith that way. Right. So let's look at a couple people that not only... Uh, trusted God, but they had to walk out their faith. That's right. All they right? had to do something. Right. So the first right. person we're going to look at is Peter when he walked in the water. Yeah. So this was an interesting story, and yes. it can be found in Matthew 14, verses 22 to 32. That's right. So he had, Peter had to trust that Jesus was the one out in the water. They thought yeah. it was a ghost. Yeah. But when he trusted that Jesus was there, he had to trust and get out on the out, out of the boat himself. That's right. And he didn't give Jesus much of a choice. He said, "If it be you, bid me to come on the water." And he's like, "Okay, it's me. Yeah, it is me." So Peter took a step of faith and he walked on the water. That's right. But then he took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to sink. Mm 
And Jesus had to grab him. Mm-hmm. And Jesus. But he called out to him. Right. Like he called Peter out said, to him. Peter said, Lord, help me. And that's when Jesus, you know, helped him. Absolutely. And Jesus was there, is always going to be there for us to pick us up when we start sinking, yes. when we start falling down, when we stumble, when we get off the path. He'll be there for us every single time uh-huh. to put us back on the path, to pull us back up uh-huh. and say, okay. I'm here for you. That's right. But we have to call out to him. That's right. Amen. So, but Peter did. He had to get out of the boat. That's what he had to to do. Right. That was his step of faith. We also want to look at the woman with the issue of blood. Um, that's in Luke 8, 42 through 48. She is someone that had been um, sick for over 12 years. And she, the doctors could not find out what was wrong. They... You know, search and search, she spent all her money, and then she heard about Jesus, and she was like, he is the only one that can heal me. He's my last hope. Right. So she was in the city with all these crowds of people, and she was illegal. She could have been stoned to death if they had caught her, but she she knew that if she touched the hem of his garment, that she would be healed. She knew his power, and she trusted in that. Absolutely. She had the trust before, and she knew that she could be healed, but she had to go through the crowd. She had to take that step of faith. She had to put everything, lay her life on the line just to touch him, just to reach him, and she did that. That was her step of faith. That was a huge trust thing, too. Yes. You know, because like you said, she wore specific types of clothing mm-hmm. that said that she was a lep. Well, I think it was leprosy, wasn't it? Was it leprosy? No, it wasn't leprosy. It was, it was but a she condition was where she, she, was, was she was bleeding all the time. Yes. So, but they had to, they had like lepers had to wear certain type of clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that were sick like that had to wear certain type of clothing so that, and they had to yell out unclean every time somebody yeah. came near them so that they wouldn't catch what they had but she was in the throngs of all these people yeah and you're right she could have been easily stoned to death because she was around these people Mm -hmm. and she wasn't calling out unclean but she knew that she knew that she knew if she would touch the garment of jesus that she would be healed and she put her faith forward and when she touched that hymn jesus knew something had happened yeah and he even said uh who touched me and his disciples (laughs) like yeah, there's like uh, throngs of people all around you. Everyone's touching you. And he, but he knew something had happened. That's right. And he called her out. And she said, it she was me. Him. And he goes, and he told her, you know, because of your faith, you are healed. And she, what she and did. she was healed yeah. from that moment on. The blood yeah. immediately yeah. stopped. Yeah. You know, we, we can talk about, you know, immediate healings when we pray for somebody or uh, healings that take place over time. Uh-huh. But, you know. It is always God's will for us to be healed immediately. Yes, it is. It's just where our faith is sometimes. Mm-hmm. But her faith was immediate. <laughs> yeah, her faith was right there. Yep. Faith. All right, so the next person we're going to talk about is Paul and his conversion. That's right. And this can be found in Acts 9, verses 1 through 31. Yes. So Paul had the trust that when, when Jesus came to him and spoke to him and when he was blind, uh, that it was, in fact, Jesus speaking to him. And he had to do his part by praying and fasting. Yes, he then, actually had the scales over his eyes, and he had to have right. his people lead him into the city. And he had to stay there and fast and pray. And kind of God had to renew his mind. And we talk about renewing our mind, but can you imagine being the one who was killing the Christians mm-hmm. into 
the one who is going to raise up a whole generation of Christians. And not just that, so. but he was bringing a salvation to the, the Gentiles. Yes. But at, but going back to this, you know, he had to pray and fast. Paul did. Assault, or, but anyway, he had to pray and fast. But then Ananias, the one that was praying for him for the scales to be removed, Ananias had to trust God about Paul because yeah. they were all scared of this guy. Yeah, he was but, killing them all. So he had to go and lay hands on Paul for those scales to be removed, and God was using Ananias in that. But Ananias, like I said, you know, if you're having to go pray for somebody that, you know, would, is wanting to kill you, yeah, you know, that's that can be a little bit uh, intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not only did Paul have to trust Ananias had to trust God also right. to go pray for Paul. But Ananias did. He, he did. went and laid hands on him. Right. So, all right. So in Acts uh, chapter 10 and chapter 11, this is kind of a an up and down big story, but it's with Peter and Cornelius. Uh, Peter had a vision one day as he was praying about this uh, blanket kind of coming down from heaven and it's a it's a whole series of event but it was talking about um, unclean and clean animals and he he was telling Peter that everything he made was clean so we didn't realize you may not realize exactly when you read it what he is talking about but then the next verse Cornelius sent to Peter to come to his house now Cornelius was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. So Peter at first was like, what Lord, you know, you want me to go to a Gentile's house? Because <laughs> I was not done back then. But he went with him, you know. He had heard in the in the prayer, he felt, you know, Jesus saying, I mean, he felt the Holy Spirit saying, go with these men. So he went to Cornelius's house and they said, will you please pray for us? And so he did. He prayed, and they the whole household became believers, and and those his household was a lot of people. Cornelius was a rich man, and he had servants and things like that, children and all that those kind of things. And so all those believers um, came to know to believe in Jesus on that day, and they were water baptized. So if Peter had not gone, all these people would not have been saved. Right. So he had to trust, Peter had to trust God that he should go to this unclean environment, which is what they considered. <laughs> but he did, and but he had to go. You know, he had to take that step and say, okay, God, my faith is in you. I'm going to walk this out. Right. So not only did he have to go, but he also had to do. That's right. He had to go and do. But then, so he does all that, and God gets all the glory, and all these wonderful things happens, happen. But then he had to go <laughs> explain to the other Jews, because the other Jews, the disciples, were mad at him because he went to a Gentile's house. They're like, how could you do that? And he had to explain that, that God has extended repentance to the Gentiles. And they were kind of like, Oh, okay. And so that's another place where it started that the that they had been revealed that the Gentiles were also included in the repentance. Right. And that Jesus loved them and wanted them to. 
Amen, right? So, amen. I'm glad, I'm glad he did that. Me too. Because there's no telling where we would be. That's <laughs> right. It's be a little scary to think about. All right, so, so he is working on our behalf when we put him in control. But he needs us. We have to do this. We have to take a step of faith and do something about our situations. You know, we have, we have to, to trust him. We have to turn those things over to him. So God uses many different avenues to help us in our time of need. He uses us by leading and guiding us with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He also uses others to help us by either helping us resolve our issues or just supporting us while we're going through them. That's right. And so, that's very important. Those are, those are other types of discipleship, too. Right. They can... Um, he uses others to help us, like financially. Absolutely. He may, use, he may put someone in your path to help you pay your bills for a while until you get back on your feet or right. different things like that. But he may use someone to just come along and say, hey, I'm here with you. I'm praying for you. I love you. And just support you while you're going through your times of need. Right. Absolutely true. It's happened with us several times. Yes. But. He also uses us to help others by taking our eyes off our own situation and focusing on theirs. So thus releasing God to work in our lives. And we just talked about that. We just explained about that. So God also works miracles in our lives on our behalf. He does. Amen. He can work in miracles. God works in many, many ways. But we always have to be willing to offer ourselves our time and attention, and we have to be ready to listen and obey, to go and do. What a great way to end. That's right. Go and do. Go and do. Awesome. So, that, like I said, that is the end of our episode, but this would not be an end if we would not give you, the listener out there, the chance to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Right. If you've never done this before. So choosing to receive Jesus is, in fact, the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. It changes your eternal address. So God's word promises this in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you skip a couple ep- uh, lines de- episodes, no, a couple <laughs> lines down in Romans ten thirteen, it says, "For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, will be saved." So I want to ask you out there: Are you a whosoever? Everybody's a whosoever. I'm a whosoever. Yeah. You're a whosoever. Yeah. So it's it's just so simple. By by God's grace, He's already done everything to provide salvation. You need to do two things, and that's it. You need to believe, and you need to receive. So if you're ready to believe and receive, and receive God's salvation right now through Jesus Christ, I want you to pray this out loud. You know, we talked about praying out loud. We talked about using your words. So when you, I, w- I would like for you to pray this out loud with me, and not only say these words, but believe in your heart that what you're about to say is true. So if you're ready to do that, I'd like for you to say this, Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation 
now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. And the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the truth of his word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. And that means that there is a brand new you. Welcome to your eternal salvation and your new life. Yes. Congratulations. So I want you to understand this also, that as, as you made that decision, that doesn't mean that everything is going to be easier now. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to get a lot harder. But as you, as you start going through this, this new life, uh, you need to be into the Bible. You need to be reading the Bible yes. every day. Uh, whether it's one chapter or one verse, or it doesn't matter. You need to start. You need to really get into the Bible and find out who you are, and and get 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 growing. Yes. You know, there's been a seed planted. You need to start watering yourself uh-huh. so that you can grow. And the only way you're going to water yourself and grow is in the Word. Yes. So if you have not, if you're not a part of a church. You know, I want to encourage you to get involved in a church, a good Bible-believing church, yes. one that's going to help you grow, the one that's where people are going to want to help you in many, many different ways. You're going to need to be discipled. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a Bible, we would love to help you. We would yes. love to get a any, Bible to you one way or the other. Any materials, too. Right. So go, we want to encourage you. Go to our website, themessengersradio.com, as I said before. Click on that contact link and um you know send us send us your information we won't share it with anybody no. you know we're not like that but we want to help you grow we want to help you understand about this decision you've just made and we want to help disciple you we want to help you find a church in your area yes. that's a good bible believing church we want to uh, interact with you we want to help you in any way that we can yes so until you guys <laughs> until next episode we love you guys like she's like trisha just said we love you and we want to uh to, to encourage you yes to go and do amen amen bye-bye guys bye did you enjoy today's episode of the messengers radio well we sure hope you did And if you'd like to contact us, you can always go to themessengersradio.com, click on the contact button, and fill out that form there. That'll go to both Tricia and myself. We look forward to hearing from you.